Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. Planning your next Disney vacation for the summer? Visit Undercover Tourist, the trusted name in theme park tickets. Get into the park you love for less. Save up to $82 per ticket to the Walt Disney World Resort. With a hotel or a car rental edition, you can save up to 30% off your order. Visit UndercoverTourist.com slash podcast for the lowest prices on all Walt Disney World Resort tickets. Plus, Undercover Tourist offers a 365-day refund guarantee. That's UndercoverTourist.com slash podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush. I, Guys, I apologize. I don't know why I announced my name like that. But welcome to Bravo Friday. I mean, I feel like there's been, you know, a lot going on a little bit here and there in the Bravo Cinematic Universe per usual. I feel like Bravo just never lets us rest, ever. And it's been a really nice escape from the Oscar conversation that I am so sick of having. And here's the thing. I'm not even having the conversation. I'm watching people have conversations about it. And I'm like, aren't you guys fucking exhausted? Now it's like the Oscars are like lying and not lying. I don't know what's going on. I, whatever. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be part of the discourse because I am over it. Just like some personal news. I got Ruby's DNA test done and I had sent it in a few weeks ago. And guys, I have been like checking my email like a fucking psychopath. Like, you know, like when you order a package and like the moment you press, you know, place order, you're like checking, like tracking it. Where is it? I've literally been doing that all day. I got the, um, so I did the Embark DNA test that also has like the health portion included because I also was curious, like maybe she's, you know, susceptible to like different variants of different things. Like, I don't fucking know. I'm not a vet, but you guys get what I'm saying. And um, so I did that. So I got her health portion back, guys. She is all in the clear. So that's really exciting. But I got some tough news. I got some tough news. Um, She is 4% inbred. <laughs> and when I clicked on this little tab or whatever that's like it it talks about the (laughs) your dog is inbred i'm like what thinking no way is my precious pup no way no way yep guys she's four percent inbred and i'm like are you fucking kidding me and now and then i told my friend about it and she's like well that explains why her tongue's always out (laughs) and i was like Oh my God. It's just so funny to me. I don't know why. And then like, of course, when I when I got this, these results, I looked up at her because I was on my computer. So I looked up at her. And she's just sitting there with this like dumb look on her face. And it's like Ruby, and I hate to be one of those annoying dog moms, but I just let me indulge, indulge me for a second. 
she's just like here for a good time. You know what I mean? She's a smart girl. She is. But ultimately, she's just a goofy girl. And so just reading that my dog is 4% inbred and seeing her face, I was like, motherfucker. (laughs) Guys, I don't know. It's just so funny to me. I can't explain it. So I will be sharing my dog's test results over in the community over at thedip.com. So make sure to go check that out uh, because I will be getting the results by the time this episode posts. But (laughs) excuse me, it's just funny. It's funny. And then also this weekend, I'm really excited. I'm going on a bachelorette party trip to New Mexico, which is really exciting. I've never been to New Mexico. We're going to Santa Fe. And there's like, it's like a really cool house. It's like tucked away in the hills and the cacti. And like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to be like a desert queen. And, um, you know, what I really love about her is that she's got things like planned, but they're not like, it's not like a strict itinerary. I don't know. I'm just like excited. Slutty cowgirl theme one night, which apparently is like a very popular theme. Uh, guys, I d- no, no, I can't. I can't be a slutty cowgirl. Of course, I'm going to participate. But I mean, when I tell you that, like, my, and here's the thing: she's a Soul Cycle instructor, so her body is fucking banged. Okay, I'm literally, I literally bought a T-shirt that just says cowgirl on it. I think I believe that's what it says. So. The pictures will be very interesting. It will be – it's – you know, if you can't laugh, you'll cry. It's just the state of uh, where I am mentally and emotionally, spiritually, physically. Um. Anyways, so there's that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of anything else that I have going on personally. My life is actually pretty – pretty chill right now. But um, I do have a dog that's 4% inbred, and that is something that I'll just have to deal with for the next – 12 to 15 years. Okay. So some Bravo news. We did just have the Real Houses of Atlanta trailer. The new season does come out March 1st, which I cannot fucking wait for our new girls to be back. It feels like it's a breath of fresh, I'll say. It's, you know, we got some new girlies. We got Drew back for her sophomore season. So I'm excited to see her and Ralph because those two are, there's trouble in quote unquote paradise. Um, remember at the reunion last year, she was like, my marriage is perfect. It's like, girl, your husband like went to Tampa for four days and didn't talk to you. What are you talking about? So we have Cynthia gone, which I'll miss her, but I do think it was her time to go. I definitely don't want her back. I do appreciate obviously all that she contributed to the show when she was on. Of course, Candy is back. Portia is not back, which I'm kind of curious because she obviously didn't come back because she got her own spinoff, which was a fucking flop. And not in the sense of ratings were terrible, but it made her look fucking horrible. It made her relationship look terrible. It just like it made Dennis, the hot dog king, somehow look like a fucking prince. Like it was wild. So to see her leave Atlanta to do that show is just because you know she didn't want to face the girls' questions about Simon. Because you know the girls had questions. You know Kenya Moore was not going to let Portia get a lick of sleep. She was Portia was going to be sleeping with one eye open if Kenya was there. So Kenya is back. I'm really excited for Kenya to be back. I feel like after Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, she 
kind of found like a new fandom or people saw a different saw her in a different light and they really like her so and she was on dancing with the stars and did so well so i feel like she has like a brand new kind of fan base and people are excited to see her and that's just it really exciting cuz i've always been team twirl kenya summer more you know and i you know i'm just excited to see what she brings and her chaotic energy per usual i don't know if i'm ready to watch candy fight with people it's so tough for me to watch Candy fight because she gets that cry face. It's very reminiscent of Kim Kardashian cry face, but it's like a voice. Like it's the whole like, like her voice cracks. I mean, I live for it, but I'm, you know, it's, it's just alarming when Candy decides to get engaged in the conversation. That's when shit fucking happens. Okay, we all remember the pajama party. That fucking pajama party is one of the funniest, most chaotic episodes of all time. And Nene Leakes walking back and forth, strutting, closing the door on Kenya Moore's face. Like, it's crazy. And I mean, it's really exciting because we have a new housewife joining us, Sanya Richards-Ross. She is an Olympian gold medalist, guys. She was in, like, track and field. She did the 400-meter all that stuff. You guys know I'm not a big sports sports girly, but I'm excited to see what she brings. Um, oh my god, you guys, Sheree motherfucking Whitfield is back. The Bone Collector is back, and I'm ready because I feel like she is in a much better place than she was the last time that she joined us. For because I mean, if you think about it, she's really the first housewife who's ever been who's ever been able to return twice as a full-time housewife. Normally it's like, oh, we just parade him in and out as like a friend, but not with not with Miss Sheree. So I'm excited for that. We will be getting or seeing, I don't know if we're getting, uh, we will be seeing the joggers, which is always a delight. You know, that's a that's like 13-year inside joke for Bravo fans. And it's one of my favorites about, you know, Sheree had the fashion show with no fashions, the spring, summer, September joggers. I mean, lives in infamy. But yeah, so and then, you know, Marlo is a full time peach holder this year, which is like, God, thank you. Like we have been begging. And also we get a little cameo from someone named Apollo Nida. And when I laid my eyes on him, I said, welcome back. I believe because so Sheree has prison bay and he's getting out. So I think she was taking Apollo's like advice on how to handle that? I don't know. TBD. Also, Southern Charm is allegedly coming in June, which is really exciting. We will be seeing a lot. I did just write an article about the what we should be expecting for season eight, which I cannot wait for. I mean, Naomi is fucking back. Madison is back. I, I can't wait to see those girls. Those girls are like everything to me. Also, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I believe allegedly is coming back May 11th. Can't wait for that. Can't wait to see what the fuck is going on over in Beverly Hills because, I mean, last season was one of the best seasons of all time, so I'm kind of excited to see them continue that or if they can. And, of course, there is the new housewife that joins with Garcelle as her friend, uh, Sheree, who did, I think at one point was married to Will Smith. Uh, It all ties back in. Again, all roads lead to Bravo. That is like the most famous saying of all time. Um, also, I did get some tea about the Pillows and Beer live show. So if you guys don't know what that is, it's the Craig and Austin 
Pillows and Beer. They have a podcast called Pillows and Beer where um, they're on the cover of this podcast. They are not drinking Austin's beer, which is a completely mismarketing opportunity. I don't get how that like slipped their minds. But so what I believe to have happened, I think that they saw Giggly Squad, which is Paige and Hannah's podcast, do live shows. And I have seen Paige talk to Craig about this when they did their like live watches of Winter House. He was like, oh, how did the live show go? And she goes, Craig, it's so much work. Like you have to prepare for it. Basically, like you two fucking ding dongs like are not going to be able to do this. And turns out that that's true. So I guess, I mean, this is the tea that I got is that they were not prepared for this at all. They didn't know what like order things were in. The audience was wasted, heckling them. One woman grabbed a microphone at one point and said to Austin, how did you learn how to gaslight all those women? Um, and I guess he kind of stumbled, like he didn't really know what to say. And then Craig kind of tried to jump in. And the woman did say, this, the girl who DM'd me all this, T, did say, she was like, you know, Craig has like a good stage presence. Like he's a charming guy. She's like, Austin was just a fucking wreck, like floundering. So I can't wait to see more of what these two clowns do. And, you know, there are the rumors that Craig did say during the live show that he wants to propose by the the year mark with him and Paige. I guess she's moving to Charleston for May and June. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's all nuts. I don't know what's going on because it's like, ugh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Um, I guess we'll see. T B fucking D. Okay, so let's get into Real Houses of New Jersey because as you guys know, I already covered Summer House. I did an entire episode on Summer House the other day. So if you missed that, make sure to look in the feed and listen. So Real Houses of New Jersey, we're back at the fucking treescapes. And, oh my God. When these women were recounting the events to their significant others, boyfriends, friends, ex-husbands, I don't know, and they said, did I tell you what happened at Treescape? I fucking screamed because it was just so funny to me that they both, like these women were all saying the same thing. Like, did I tell you what happened at Treescape? It's like, they're like, no, you fucking didn't tell me what happened at Treescape. Of course not. Treescape, but basically, Teresa fucking loses it, loses her goddamn mind. She shows up though, like ready to fight. And like Dolores warned everybody, she was like, guys, Teresa's like having none of it. She really is just gonna light everybody up. So just like warn, you know, as a warning. And I appreciated that. Dolores was like, girlies, like this is not gonna be good. Tracy, Marge, you better watch out. You better get your, you know, protection armor on and because she's coming for you and marge i was really impressed with in the sense of like she kind of went back at Teresa, and i normally don't we normally don't see that type of energy towards Teresa. it's normally like yeah 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 whatever whatever Teresa, i'm sorry like no and marge was like shut the fuck up like me and jennifer are good we made up and as soon as Teresa heard that you could when Teresa's thinking you can literally see – remember those old, like, 90s phones where you could see the inside of 
like the inner workings of the phone, they were all different colors and they had wires and like it was a clear phone. That's how I view Teresa. Like when I when she's thinking, I can see the inner workings of her brain. It's all jumbled, a lot of wires leading to nowhere, frayed wires. It's chaos. And the moment that Marge said that her and Jennifer are good, like, why are you bringing this up? Like, we're fine. Everyone here is good except you, basically, is what Marge was saying. Teresa said, you know, started bringing up the the analogy. Why are we doing this? Why can't you just shut the fuck up? Take it for what it is. Drop off your little workout gear and get the fuck out. Why are we going backwards? And this I see so much online of people being like, why are they bringing this up? It's like, you guys, are you guys watch? I seriously feel like I'm watching a different show than the rest of America. I, Teresa cannot stop bringing stuff up from the past. She has done this for years. For years, she'll bring up stuff that happened. Like, I bet you now with Kathy Wakili called her, she'd be like, you said I left my daughter unattended. Like, that's what we're fucking dealing with here. It's insane. It's exhausting. It's like you can't fight someone who's so fucking stupid. I'm sorry. Like, this woman is like, she has a one-track mind. Like, she cannot pick up on anything else other than, like, what's right in front of her. You know those horses with blinders? That's her constantly. She can only see like what's right in front of her. And it's so frustrating to watch. And, you know, she did say in a confessional, she's like, I really just came here to give the girls my workout gear. And I'm like, I respect that. Like, thank you for your honesty. But like, you're still a fucking mess. Like bringing up this analogy. And Marge was like screaming analogy at her in the in the woods. And as as Melissa says, the forest, uh, she's like, we're in the middle of the forest. I don't know. I'm glad that that scene, we already had watched it last week. Like there was like a preview of it. So I'm like, okay, I don't care. Because it's sometimes like with shit like that is just a lot of back and forth. I tune out because it's like they're not really fighting about anything. It's like they're just yelling about stuff and like none of it is really making sense. But I do think there is something that people need to understand is that People, I think, underestimate how close Dolores and Marge really are. Dolores and Marge are, like, legit besties. Like, they hang out all the time. They talk all the time. They are really, really close. Um, I do think people are confused why Dolores was taking a photo with Caroline Manzo. Like, they were in L.A. together. And it's like, well, because they've been friends. This has never been a secret. Dolores has always been friends with Caroline Manzo. Does not like Dina. Like, that is... Teresa knows this. She's not betraying her. It's just a fucking fact. Everybody needs to calm down. So also we get this scene with Teresa and she is like cleaning out the clutter in her house. Or not the, no, correction. (laughs) She's not cleaning out the clutter. She's just moving. And it's so stressful because you know this woman has never thrown away a thing in her fucking life. She's pulling out bows from the children's baby days. I'm like, what? My mom doesn't have fucking anything of mine. My mom has like one hat. Like my mom has, I think, the bunny suit that I went home in because I'm a Halloween baby. So I think I was a bunny for my first Halloween and it was cold or something. I don't know. God, bunny suit. And like my hat. I don't think that there was anything. I don't because my mom is also like not a clutter person. She's not a hoarder. And I mean, we've all seen Teresa's 
vanity. It's so fucking stressful. There was a dream Matt Moose on that fucking table. When someone pointed that out to me, they were like, is this the archaeological museum? Where did she fucking find that? So if you guys are not familiar with the Maybelline Ma- Dream Matt Moose, you were not 16 to 21 during this period of time when the Dream Matt Moose was in its heyday. I could never wear Dream Matt Moose because my skin is too dry. And it the way it the way this foundation would sit on your skin, it was like ash. It was like not even ashy. Like you wouldn't look at – like the color wasn't gray. I mean on some people it was. But it was fucking disgusting. It was in this like little jar and it was literally like a whipped foundation. Gross. Vile. And Teresa had it sit in front and center right on top. And I'm thinking where the fuck is she finding that? I believe it's been discontinued many, many moons ago. And I'm like, that's what she's been wearing on her face? Like, Dream Matte Moose? Crazy, crazy. Anyways, so I'm like, if this woman has Dream Matte Moose, God knows what she has in that fucking McMansion. And I felt sad for the girls for a minute. Not for a minute, that's mean. I did feel sad for the girls. Because, like, I do get what they're saying. Like, this is the last physical thing left in the United States of their dad. And, I mean, I believe... Guys, slide in my DMs, yell at me, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there like a cemetery in the back of their house? Not a cemetery, but like a memorial type of thing for her mom, maybe Joe's mom too. And they would like go out and visit, like Nona would like go in the backyard and visit. I don't know for sure, but I do vaguely remember something like that. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot to leave behind. But Teresa's ready to go. She's ready to move on to bigger and better things. She wants to move in with the love of her life, Louie. And I think it's probably going to be weird for the girls because if you think about it, they haven't lived with a man in six years. How long has it been? Six years? Five years? You know, Adriana is so little when Joe went away that, like, she probably has no recollection of what it's like to live with a man. So that was kind of interesting. It was very stressful. I'm like, they're moving in a week and they still have fucking bows to go through. It was so, it was oh, giving me hives thinking about it. And then, of course, we get the scene with Jackie and her therapist. And Jackie is finally taking the step to go to therapy at Renfrew. And I was sobbing during this. It was maybe one of the most raw emotional scenes we've seen on Housewives. Like next to Vicky's mom finding like Vicky finding out that her mom died, like this was one of the and Teresa coming home from prison or camp. This was one of the like most real scenes I've seen. Like she was really talking about how sick she really is. Like the doctor was like you have full-blown anorexia. Like this isn't just a little disordered eating type of situation, not saying that those things are little, but you guys know what I'm saying. Um, This is full-blown. And Jackie, I felt felt so sad for her because she's like, I'm so exhausted. She's been doing this for 20 years. She has 20 years worth of habits to undo. She hasn't had ice cream in 20 years. And she really started talking about when it all started. And it started in high school with boys, of course, fucking losers making comments about her and it made her so sad. And then of course, I think too, 
And I'm not blaming Evan at all, like not even a little bit, but I get what she's saying. Like she lost all this weight. She met Evan and he loved her. And it almost probably felt to her like that's like a reward. Like, oh, like look at all the work I've done to be thin and now someone loves me. And now it's like now how I can't change that now. I can't lose this. And he only likes me. And she even said, she's like, he's only seen me this one way. Like, I'm scared if I gain weight that he'll leave or not find me attractive. And I'm like, that is so fucking sad and so relatable. Like, I remember, like, listening to a couple, like, I want to say it was, like, Lindsay Lohan maybe said this or Nicole Richie. The girls from our day of, like, the early 2000s when like they all got really, really, really thin, like New York and Ashley, Hillary Duff, Lindsay Lohan, Nicole Richie, really, really, really thin to the point where it was like they were literally bones. And I remember one of them saying, you know, when you're losing weight, someone then people start saying, oh, my God, you look so good. Oh, my God, you look so good. And it only just reinforces that like behavior and that thought process of like, okay, this I'm doing something right now. People are telling me I look good when maybe they didn't before. And I totally relate to that like heavily. So just seeing Jackie just completely break down and I felt her therapist did a great job for being on television. This is probably one of the most real therapy sessions I've ever seen because some of them I'm like, they've never seen this woman and will never see her again. And I just really have to just applaud Jackie for being so vulnerable about this, I I truly can't express to her enough like how many people she's helping and how much awareness and how much information she's giving people about these issues because it's such a complex issue. It's not like, oh, I'm just not eating. It's like it bleeds into her life in every way. And then when she was talking about, you know, her kids noticing, it's like they've probably noticed longer than even Evan realizes And even so what really got me in my emotions even more is the scene where her and Evan are at home and he's in a confessional and he's like, I don't think she realizes like I noticed these things. Like I noticed the thousands of measuring spoons. He's like, we could only go on our honeymoon for four days because she couldn't not be regimented like for longer than that. When he was talking, guys, oh my God, it was so, oh, broke my heart. When he was talking about like how they would have to call the restaurant to make sure that they would only steam the vegetables and to make sure that that was a possibility and like only use certain things and only like that is so like people don't understand like that's so much more common than people realize and it's so sad and I just applaud them both. I think Evan handles it really well and I think he was probably told for a long time that everything was fine and to like basically mind your business. Like I got this handled. And so he probably walks on eggshells when they talk about it a little bit. It's it's like one of those things where it's like you have to let her come to you and talk about these things and you really have to just sit and listen and take it in. And then maybe eventually you can start putting in his feelings because I mean, it does affect them. And unfortunately, that's real. Like he's not a bad husband for saying that. And I I applaud his honesty where he was like, I do want to like travel and eat good food and like do all these things. And like, I can't, and I want to do them with her. And it was just a really, guys, I don't know. It was a sweet, it was a sweet real moment. And 
I had posted about it on my Instagram about how Jennifer and Jackie are such a like a refreshing set of housewives to me. Like they are, in my opinion, what housewives should be. They're very vulnerable. They open up about their own life. They get involved in the mix. They have voices. They're outspoken. They have interesting family dynamics. Like I find it so fascinating that Jackie's parents are still married, but they live separately and they're totally fine doing that. You know, her brother, I believe he has Down syndrome, you know, like all of these different things. And then, of course, Jennifer has like her huge family and all the dynamics that come along with that. Her mom and her dad, her brother, like everything. So I just like tip my fucking hat to those girls. Like they show the fuck up. They earn their paychecks. They do what they need to do. And God bless them. Because then, of course, we see the scene with Jennifer and Bill at dinner, and I was living for Jennifer in this moment because she was letting him have it a little bit. He is annoying to me. I personally hate Bill Aiden. Love Jennifer, though. And he was like, yeah, I like when you don't drink. And then she ordered, like, another margarita or something. And I was like, yeah, you fucking stick it to him. Because I just, like, like I don't like when people say stuff like that. I find it, like, borderline controlling and it's like, yeah, you cannot like when someone drinks a lot. I don't know. I just, it rubbed me the wrong way. I don't like Bill, as we've discussed on this podcast plenty of time. Um, And she was like joking. She was like, you know, I would get half. Like she's fully not happy with Mr. Bill. And she's going to let it be known. You know, I'm really proud of her for like sticking up for herself and speaking out about how she's felt the last 10 years and how fucked up he was for doing what he did. And I think in his mind, he's like, well, why are we, why are we doing this? Like, uh, didn't we move on? And it's like, no, we fucking didn't. And you don't get to decide when we move on bill. Okay. Because I also think bill is probably just, I don't think he's as good of a husband as she's made him out to be. I'll say for the last couple of years, I feel like that was a very big, like doth protest too much type of situation. And fuck bill, fuck bill. Then we go to the softball game. And I have to say, like, first of all, I knew Meredith Marks was there, but, like, they didn't show her, which I found was kind of odd. Like, not even, like, a little cameo of Little Mare. Like, that was kind of shocking. And, you know, Teresa shows up. She wants the girls to wear her workout line, and all of the girls say no. Melissa does accept you know, realize like, okay, my fighting with my family is not worth a pair of leggings. So I'll fucking throw them on. Dolores, I think, threw them on at one point. Marge was like, I'm not fucking doing that. And it's one of those things where it's like people are missing the point. It's not that they don't want to support her, but their last interaction with her was them was Teresa screaming at them. And now you want me to wear your fucking workout line? Uh, no. And then, you know... Teresa did do some body shaming of Marge, and that was just nasty. And again, the Teresa stands uh, silent, silent on that. Candace made a comment about Ashley Darby and her hips being wide last year, and I thought the internet was going to burst up in fucking flames. Teresa body shames Marge, and it's like, I, I don't even think people talked about it once. Also, Jennifer falling on her nose. That was so fucking stressful. Because if she wasn't wearing that full fucking helmet with, like, the cage over it, I don't know what would have happened. And that would have been horrible. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say about this episode of New Jersey. It did 
it did kind of feel like a little bit of a filler episode, so I am excited to see what we get into next week. Um, there was in the preview, Bill Aiden is twirling Marge Senior around on the dance floor, and that was really shocking. Um, <laughs> I was like, "What's going on here?" I love Marge Senior; she's an icon. So let's take a quick break, and then we can get back into Orange County. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy, homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways. On California beaches, they're the number one plastic you'll find. Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do. For the harm to the people we love. And the harm to you, too. Learn more at undo.org. We are in Aspen. The girls are getting ready. They go on the the flight. The pro, the pro, it looked like a private jet. I was like, okay, rolling big. Um, what is it? Rolling big, rolling large, living large, living large, rolling big. And I have to say, throughout the episode, I got a good giggle every time these women would go up three steps and talk about the altitude. And I can't explain it. I don't know why. I found it so funny. They were like, oh, the altitude. Oh, I'm having a hard time breathing. And I don't don't know why. It was so funny. It was so funny to me. They literally looked at these stairs leading up to the house and they were like, how are we going to do that? And I'm like, I've never been to Aspen. I'm sure it fucks you up. But just hearing these women just constantly talk about the altitude just gave me a little, a little, you know, little piece of joy. And just let's just get right into it. I got to be honest here. I'm going to use a word I don't like to use. And some of you are going to be mad about it. Some of you aren't going to like it. But I have to just come on this podcast to say, yes, I wanted Heather to grow back. Yes, I still want her on the show. But Heather is a cunt. Yeah. I said that. The way this woman fucking speaks to people is absolutely insane to me. The way that she looks around the table and waves her hands to try to get people to jump in and give her reaffirming looks that Noella is somehow wrong in the situation is absolutely fucking deranged. And I don't understand why the women allow Heather to speak to other people that way. You might not like Noella, but for Dr. Jen to sit in the middle and twiddle her fucking thumbs while Heather snaps at Noella and tells her to shut up multiple times, I would have been like, Heather, okay, you need to like calm down. No one is saying that. No one is saying that. Gina's in the back like, Heather's so mad. 
Heather's mad. I want to fucking throw Gina off of a goddamn cliff. Okay. I am. I've had it with these girls. I've had it with them. Now, with that said, I need to understand their issue with Shannon because it's something's not adding up. Emily sucks at pot stirring. She thinks this, she thinks she's Dorinda Medley. And guess what? You're not. You're not. You think you're Tamara Drudge? You're not. They did it flawlessly. Emily is horrible at this. She's like, well, Shannon, it did seem like you were trying to have a competition. No, she fucking wasn't. Like, Shannon's like, I was just calling. Like, can't I call someone and say hello? I'm so sorry, Heather, that I didn't ask you how your little fucking comedy concert went. I don't know. Like, so stupid. And it's like they were all coming for Shannon in such a way where it's just like mind-blowing. But what I love is that there the Heather-Shannon feud goes so far back that like we're talking about the honky-tonk party or whatever from a few seasons ago where Heather was like breaking ground on her house and Shannon and Vicky showed up late, but somehow it was all Shannon's problem. And I got what Shannon was saying in that moment of Heather has this way of like talking at her, like talking to Shannon like she's a child and just wants Shannon to just apologize and just be like, yeah, Heather, I was wrong. Yeah, Heather, that's not what I meant to do. And Heather can say all the fuck she wants that if someone apologized to her, then she forgets it. I doubt that. And then Noella kind of jumps in. And I got to say, Noella looked beautiful at this dinner. She had a very, like, glossy look, like, very, like, glowy. The headband was sparkling. The eyeshadow was sparkling. I was, like, very into this look. Very basic, but very, like, beautiful. And as much as Noella is one of the most interesting characters we've ever seen on this show, you know, from the way she speaks, like, she talks like this. And she gave her husband a stack of vaginas at one point. Like, this woman is a is a hoot and a half. I can't figure her out. I am going to say this. I don't think she's lying about what Heather did. Noella is alleging that Heather slammed people into walls, yelled at everybody, yelled at cameramen, production, etc. after the whole Nicole revelation at her party. I believe that this happened. I do. From the way that Heather's reacting is so crazy to me. And why Heather keeps just saying, I'm a mother and this is my family. Shut the fuck up. You are on a reality show. People are going to bring up the things that you do. That is a fact. And Noella is like so calm. She's like, Heather, I mean, you did do that. And everyone's like the panning of the camera to everybody at the table. It's like, I think Heather did these things. I don't know why we all think Heather wouldn't do these things. Her husband is being accused of like botching a surgery back 20 years ago when this one was dating Kid Rock. Like, uh, you know, and then for them to come out, come down, we saw Heather, a glimpse of Heather upset when she turned the camera and said, everybody's done. How did that go from... Or how did it go from that to then her and Terry coming down calmly and looking at Nicole and making her say out loud, yes, I dropped the lawsuit. You have to think about these things. Like, there's a reason for everything Heather and Terry do. Like, they're they're smart. They're producing. They know how to, like, make a show. They know how to make things happen. That's why she's great for the show. 
But at the same time, she's a fucking cunt. She's disgusting. The way that she was in the kitchen and Noelle said, you know, please, like, I want to talk to you. And Heather was like, you know what? Let's talk. I would have been like, you're a fucking nasty bitch. Like, though, I hate the way that she's speaking to her. And again, Noella is nuts, is a fucking nut. I got to say. And also, Heather's like, no one's defending me. She's telling Shannon that. I'm like, literally everyone here is defending you except Shannon. Like, what are you fucking talking about? I don't know. And then Emily thinks that she's like, you know, this is the set of SNL with her little bits, with her climbing over the thing, with her sandwiches, with her bullshit. I'm not having it. Also, guys, I'm in an angry mood. <laughs> Heather got me amped the fuck up because I'm about to be like, Gina's a fucking loser. Gina is looking so pathetic, in my opinion. I am rooting for her in her life in general. But when it comes to this situation, I am not. I think she is so far up Heather's fucking ass that she lives up there. That's Heather's ass is Gina's new casita. Truly. She pays rent in Heather's fucking asshole. And I've had it. I've fucking had it. I think that these women are so just like want Heather to be their friend so badly that they will just literally do anything. And even Emily said in a confession, like, yeah, I'm a shit stirrer. It's like, yeah, but you're horrible at it. Absolutely fucking horrible. And also, it was Dr. Jen even in the episode. I got, I remember one little thing of her. And you know, I'm always rooting for Dr. Jen, but we had like one little confessional where she was like, yeah, I married seven, I got engaged seven times. And then they were like, well, what made Ryan any different? And she couldn't answer the question. I'm like, okay, so you guys need to divorce. That just needs to happen. I don't know. I what do you guys think? Like, do you think Noella is lying? I, there's a part of me that feels like she's just not because she's so like matter of fact about it. And she's like, Heather, that happened. And there is a a thing that I learned from Real Hustles of New York City when B- Carol and Bethany were fighting. And Carol or Bethany would do this thing with Carol where Carol would be like, I texted you at 11 a.m. And Bethany would be like, no, you didn't. You texted me at 10 a.m. See, you're lying. It's like you're just trying to find like the littlest fucking holes in her story that really mean nothing to then blow it up like it's a big lie. And that's what manipulators and gaslighters do is they will find the littlest thing like, oh, you know, you, you know, you hit the camera to the left. And Heather's like, no, I hit it to the right. See, you're a liar. You don't even know what's happening. It's like, no. Noella knows what's happening. Sorry, she got one fucking fact wrong. Heather. Grant, and all this is to say, I don't want to see Heather go. I like Heather on the show. This is the feud that I want. I want Noella and I want Heather going at it because Noella finds Heather like to be whatever. Truly. She's like, okay. Like when she said, love that sound. No, love that tone. I was like to the champagne pop. It was, it was a little giggle moment for me. I don't know. I'm ready to see what this trip has in store. I I think the altitude's got everyone kind of fucked up and I'm here for it. I'm here for it because it's giving me drama. It's giving me something to talk about. It's giving me something to sink my teeth into. Not like Salt Lake City where I was so confused the entire time as to what was happening. So I'm on board. I'm ready for Atlanta to be back. I'm ready for Summer House to like, you know, we're getting, we're getting good with this fight. Can't wait. 
Yeah. I mean, I think we're, I think we're living large right now in the Bravo Cinematic Universe. I think we're feeling good. So I'm just going to leave it at that today. I think, I think I talked enough. Thank you guys so much for listening and always rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, check out thedip.com. It is a female founded media company. So of course, we always women supporting women, you know, and check out our community posts where you can, it's basically like a Reddit, but like less toxic and less confusing because as you guys know, I find Reddit to be the dark web and I will see you guys around on Instagram and I will talk to you all soon. Bye. You know, those cigarette butts that you see every day, they're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways on California beaches. They're the number one plastic you'll find. Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do. For the harm to the people we love, and the harm to you too. Learn more at undo.org. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99.